Thank you for joining us on Renovation Podcast. Uh, my name is John Oglesby. I'm here with Dr. Christopher Cohn. Hello. How's life going, Dr. Cohn? Uh, it's, it's going great. Thank you. God yeah. is good. Uh, and I can sit here with you and have this discussion. So yeah, it's great. yeah. You can... <laughs> You can call. It, you can define that as great. I, um, I can take that. That's good. Um, <laughs> well, I have been doing wonderfully as well, and I hope that everybody listening has been doing wonderfully as well. It was wonderfully is that a word? All That's four word, of you right? yeah. people. We we hope yeah. you're doing well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's a good good day. Good day to be doing a podcast. Well. We have the uh, wheel of topicalities going to start us off. Uh, there are four our four topics here that are represented is physical health and the life of the believer, uh, faithful versus productive or both, orange sherbet, I particularly like that one, and then the last one is biblical parallels, how far can you go? And here we go. Dang it! I thought we were going to land on orange sherbet. <laughs> How do you spell orange sherbet? How do you even say it? Because there's there's sherbet, there's sherbet, there's sorbet. What's the difference? I'm pretty sure there's a difference between sherbet and sorbet. I'm yeah. pretty sure they're different. But I'm going I sherbet is. But we don't get to talk about that because that's yeah. not where the wheel landed. <laughs> uh, so it did land on faithful versus productive, or both. Are we called to be faithful, productive, or both? And I, uh, I wouldn't want to say growing up because it wasn't like when I was a child or anything. But it's been a while. But I've I, I've heard multiple times. You know, um, it was either from a pastor or just a friend of mine would say, you know, well, God's called you to be faithful. He hasn't necessarily called you to be productive. Uh, and I think in the context of that, it's it's really. Uh, man, I'm just so busy. I'm stressed out. I've got too much going on. It's like, well, it's okay, John. God's called you to be faithful, not productive. And uh, so there's some good intentions there. Um, are they correct? Are they not correct? You know, where do you go with that? Are we to be just faithful, just productive? Or you know, that reminds me of Arn Sherbert. <laughs> no, it does remind me of a meal, though. Um, there's, there's a couple of passages that come to mind. Uh, one is in Ephesians 5, we'll look at in a moment. But, but the first one is in Luke chapter 10, and uh, verses 38 through 42. And this is the story of Martha and Mary. And as uh, uh, Jesus enters the village, uh, a woman named Martha welcomes him into her home. This is uh, Luke 10, verse 38. She had a sister called Mary, uh, who is seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word. So uh, these, these sisters invite him into, into their home. He's sitting down. Mary is sitting there just listening to every word he's saying. And Martha, verse 40, is distracted with all her preparations. Uh, she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care my sisters left me to do all the serving alone? So she's preparing a meal, and Mary is uh, just sitting there listening. And Martha says, then, then, then tell her to help me. <laughs> so, uh, so at this moment, you kind of see a little bit of a contrast, maybe, between uh, productive and faithful. Right. Uh, now, 
she's being Martha's being faithful also, right? She's being productive clearly, and she's being faithful in the sense that she's trying to serve and be caring and hospitable. Those are great things. Uh, so she's doing well, but Mary's just sitting there listening to the Lord, and He answers Martha and says in verse forty-one, "Martha, Martha." You're worried and bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, and that will not be taken away from her. And the idea there is it's really about priorities. Mm -hmm. It seems like Martha is focused on doing stuff for the Lord, and Mary is focused on being there with Him. And uh, you know, I think sometimes we can fall into the trap of doing things being productive, accomplishing things, even doing ministry, being so focused on doing ministry that we forget to walk with the Lord. Yeah. And and that is the key to faithfulness is being in that walk with him. Uh, so so in this illustration I think I would challenge Martha that she's being very productive but missing the opportunity. You know, he, Jesus tells her that there's only one thing necessary, and that's obviously the relationship with, with the Lord. And Martha is focused on doing rather than being, if you will. And, and Mary's focused on just being with him. Yeah. If, if Mary had, uh, didn't exhibit any diligence and, and, and she just sat there all the time, that would have been a problem, right? Right. But we just have a snapshot. Does this, does this go anywhere towards, and this may be a totally different topic, but this is where my brain went, so this is where I'm going. The, there's this idea, um, and I think, I, I don't know that many people would admit it, but I would have to say that I've been there before, where I'm living in such a way that I believe that God needs me, and so that drives me towards productivity, you know? Right. I ha- he needs me, and so I need to be doing this stuff. And then the, there's the other attitude of, I need God. And I think that's gonna that would push me more towards a uh, life. You know, I would be more like Mary if I'm in that, and then I would be right. more like Martha if I'm in. Well, he needs me, you know. So I'm serving him, but he needs me to do it, and so I have to do it like constantly all the time, and because I don't want to fail him, you know. And again, it's not necessarily a bad thing to not want to fail the Lord, obviously, but at the same time. There's that attitude of, of almost pride, I guess. Right. You get a little prideful at times. Right. And, and this is one of the major reasons that pastor's kids are such a nightmare. <laughs> now, I'm a, I'm, I'm a pastor's kid, right? And here's what happens. Uh, pastors often focus so much on their ministry to the church and the service that, that they're doing their that they neglect their wife, their children, uh, because they have that hyper sense of responsibility to that ministry. And they think that they're doing God a service, right? Mm-hmm. That they're they're doing right. They're being good stewards of that of that ministry, when in fact there's an issue of priority uh, that. The husband has a responsibility to love his his wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. In other words, the, the pastor who has a wife, his job, his first priority uh, in all of the responsibilities God's given him in life is to give himself up for his wife. Right. 
Uh, and then there's the responsibility of raising the, the, the kids in the discipline and instruction of the Lord in Ephesians chapter 6. And then other ministries come into play. So, you know, historically it's kind of a running joke that pastors' kids are so terrible because, because they're uh, essentially they're neglected and uh, often fall into rebellion. They, you know, they, they haven't gotten fathering from their father. Right, uh, and so that happens. And now, I, I'm very thankful. In in my case, I had uh, 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 parents who prioritized well and taught us, you know, a proper order and approach, uh, so that when it was time to be preparing and serving, like Martha was doing, we were able to see that done. And when it was time to sit down and just listen and be there, we were uh, able to see that done. So. Uh, you know, I, I, you could still argue that I'm a disaster, but it's not my dad's fault. I'll, I'll just say that. Uh, now, how do you how do you translate that into into uh, like your own personal life? So, so you're married, you have kids, and you have a ministry. You're a pastor. Right. Go on with that illustration. How do you how do you know when to act in certain ways? So, like, how do you know when to be Mary, and how do you know when to be Martha? And in a sense of how do I know when it's time for me to stop and just spend time with the Lord? And how do I know when it's time for me to, say, pick up my you know, tools and go to work? I like it. So, so you, you have a, a group of people that come over to your house. Right. And there's a, uh, a box of orange sherbet in your, in your <laughs> freezer. And, uh, and there's like one serving left. And all these people are over. And you know your wife is very selfless. She loves orange sherbet. Otherwise, there wouldn't be only one serving left, right? It would be full. Um, and there's vanilla. There's all the vanilla in the world in, that, in your freezer because you have a huge freezer. And so you open your freezer. You're about to offer the people ice cream, sherbet, ice cream, sorbet, whatever. And, uh, and you realize one serving. Well, you could think, oh, I want to take care of these people, so I'm going to offer them both flavors. Or you could think... Oh, I know my my wife really loves this orange sherbet, so I'm going to just save that for her and take out the ice cream. Is it a sin to offer people orange sherbet? No. Of course it's not, right? <laughs> that, that's not in a, any book of the Bible. Uh, but the principle is of priority, of honoring your wife, uh, recognizing those the order of priorities, right? Okay, so that's just kind of one example. Another way to look at it, which is maybe a more direct answer to your question, is uh, with respect to Mary and Martha's approach, Jesus told Mary, or told Martha, that, that there was only one thing that was necessary, and that one thing is, is that fellowship with the Lord. Uh, and Martha... It seems like she could have been doing some of that preparation with a focus on the Lord, but she was not. So it's really about doing versus being, and I would put it this way. There's a guy named Brother Lawrence uh, who, who wrote a book called Practicing His Presence, and he was kind of a mess theologically. But one thing that he wrote, this real simple book, uh, was that he, he thought, that a believer ought to be able to focus on God in the midst of any activity. Hmm. 
And I remember when I read that as a teenager, I, I realized, you know, I, I've had this separation in my life where, <clears throat> where I'm trying to do things for God, and then when I'm done with those, then I stop and be with God. And so I, I was re realizing that I wasn't spending enough time just in fellowship with Him. And in taking those words, I started examining Scripture to think about, okay, is that really, is that how He, he sees things? And that, that account of the Mary and Martha thing kind of made me realize Jesus didn't say uh, that Mary was doing the right thing at a particular time. He just said one thing is necessary. In other words, that's life. That's what it should look like. So can we do these things, these normal functions of life, and at the same time be walking with the Lord, have fellowship with Him? For example, in prayer, uh, uh, does, does the Scripture call us, when it says on a couple of occasions, tells us to pray without ceasing in right. different contexts, does it tell us, that we're ha we're supposed to close our eyes, kneel down, put our hands together, and talk audibly. Uh, that's what prayer is. No, we can be. Uh, that's not a bad thing to do. That of course, but no, we can be uh, in any setting. Uh, driving, walking, sitting here in this context, engaging with the Lord, <clears throat> and I and I think Mary understood that, uh, and and so your specific question. I love how you framed it. You know, when's the time to kind of be like Mary, and when's the time to pick up your tools and go to work? And I, and I think the answer is yes. Yeah. So so arguably, Martha was doing good things. She had just she was missing the being with the Lord. Yeah. And fellowshipping with God. Well, so she could have done those things can still, and there would have been no issues. Right. If that fellowship with the Lord was present. Right. And because he doesn't rebuke her for what she's doing, it's just that Mary's focused on what's necessary. Right. Makes me think of John 17, the first couple of verses, um, specifically verse 3, which is not in the first couple of verses of John 17, in case you're questioning my math. John 17, 3 gives us the meaning of life. It says, This is eternal life. Uh, and it gives the purpose for what eternal life is that they may know you. And that word for know is uh, the word uh, gnosko. It's this experiential knowledge as opposed to oida, which is the factual knowledge. Two different Greek words for, for know. Uh, oida would be to come to understand something. Uh, gnosko would be to come to know something by experiencing it. Uh, I enjoy orange sherbet. Uh, not necessarily in an oida sense. Mm -hmm. I understand that it has uh, <laughs> grams of sugar and it has orange flavoring, and so therefore it has this taste, and I like it. No, I uh, I don't enjoy any food or dessert that way. I enjoy it based on I've tasted it, right? Right. And I've experienced it. And eternal life with our Lord is the same way. It's it's about knowing Him, coming to uh, to to know Him by uh, reading his word, communicating with him in prayer, uh, and I'm going to be careful. It's not. I'm not saying experiencing like there's some crazy ex spiritual mystical experience because there's not that, uh, but just in the sense of getting to know him. That's the point. That constant fellowship, right? Whereas sometimes we focus so much on serving and doing 
that we're not focused on just getting to know the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, so serving and doing is possible while also fellowshipping with yes. the Lord. And that's the key is we can't segment our lives or maybe segregate's a better term. We can't say my spiritual life is over here. Um, here's my work life. Here's my social life. It's all It's all our, it should be our eternal life, our walk with the Lord and what we're doing with Him uh, and engaging uh, as we're walking with Him. Just a thought, Ephesians chapter 5 uh, verse 15 and following tells us to be careful how we walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days of e- are evil. So there's a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. right? Uh, these are difficult times. Uh, we're not given an infinite amount of time here on this earth. We've got, we've got things that he intends for us to do. Uh, so just because it's not all about productivity first and foremost, that doesn't mean that a Christian shouldn't have that great sense of urgency. Yeah. You, know, you, you have a, a wife. Uh, who knows how long you will have to love her. Uh, uh, I have a wife. Who knows how long I will have to, to love her and care for her. So we need to make the most of those moments. We have children. We know we have limited time with them. They grow up fast, right? Right. Um, so we've got to make the most of those opportunities. Uh, in, in, in our interaction with people around us, with, uh, with uh, believers in the church, with unbelievers outside the church, family, all kinds of things. There's this great sense of urgency. God has put us here to accomplish some things, but never separated from the fellowship and walk with Him. It's interesting. You you were talking about uh, segregating life into different um, you know different areas, and I've I've talked I've talked to individuals about that, uh, not necessarily in the context of faithfulness versus productivity, but more just in the context of the biblical worldview as a whole. Right. You know, and how it touches on all that, and it eventually goes into the sufficiency of Scripture and stuff. But I like how you put that uh, because it, it's, it's it's so important. It's something that I've grasped while being at Calvary, uh, Calvary University. It's there's every aspect of life the Bible touches on, and there's a sense that it's one life, <laughs> right? And we have a tendency to separate it into four or five different areas you know I, I compartmentalize a lot of things and so doing that to life is natural <laughs> right but there's an importance that we don't do that and and uh, and the urgency that we have as well points to the productivity in life right and, and not in this compartment but in just in life in general and so you're trying to tell me that I can be uh, faithful and productive and the, you would say that God even calls us to be both. I, I would say, yes. I, I would say that if we are being faithful, <coughs> then we are being productive. If we're being productive, we're not necessarily being faithful. So I would say, therefore, let's pursue faithfulness. And here's another way I might say it. If we are with the right person, meaning him, if we're walking with him, then mm-hmm. we're going to be in the right place doing the right things. Right. Cool. So I can be faithful, and that will produce productivity. Yeah. Time to go eat some orange sherbet. Mm-hmm.